Welcome to the Forgettables. Tonight we will be discussing comments. The comment section, how it can motivate you, how it can demotivate you, how it can destroy certain people, and how certain people just turn it off to avoid any sort of, you know, I guess positivity or negativity altogether. Or you could just, if you're publishing on YouTube, just make it a kid's video and uh, nobody can say anything to you. Um, so, Chima, what do you think? Comment section. Um, uh, on like having one or? Uh, let's just talk about YouTube in particular. Comment section. What is your you know view on the comment section? Yeah, I actually had a couple of comments um, <laughs> that I had to deal with uh, in the last couple of days. <laughs> Uh, the reason I'm laughing is because I think you you may know the scenario I'm talking about. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, look, we had a guy that, oh, well, good, good for half of the podcast. The other half, uh, uh, this particular fan, uh, I'll call him, was very, uh, is a staunch supporter of the other co-host <laughs> and his hat. And uh, when he doesn't see, when he doesn't see the other co-host on, he gets upset and he lets his feelings be heard. So here's my opinion. You see some brands like Apple, they don't have comments. Uh, maybe they do now, but like, I think historically they haven't. A lot of these big brands, they don't kind of uh, do it, but a lot of them do. I think the pros of the comments, what's really unique about YouTube is the ability to build a community in the comment section where you can literally, yeah. So I'm looking at Apple right now. They have comments turned off because they're just like, that's, that's the vibe they go for. It's like exclusive. And you know what I mean? Like it's a luxury thing, but you look at Joe Rogan podcast, right? Like how did that grow to the level it grew? I mean, there's multiple factors, right? But one of those things is, the comment section and people relating, people commenting, people have funny things that they say. And I think comments can be toxic, right? Comments, if you have too many negative comments, it can be just a, a place where you just get hate. And I, I think I believe as a creator, as someone that has a channel, if I see negative comments, I delete them. Oh, right? Okay. Yeah. We have, I mean, I didn't delete that guy's comments because they were uh, positive in one light, but... Um, well, I think we'll you have, have to, to draw the line for yourself. We'll have to talk with that fan. Yeah, I, I think we need to have a discussion with this guy. But no, I think it, like in, in that scenario, it's all in good fun. And I think it's good to have that kind of thing uh, so you can kind of show people the, the lighter side and that kind of thing. And it allows the creator of the video to communicate with the people that are enjoying the content. So in, in one sense, that is absolutely revolutionary where... In the past, you make a movie, it gets streamed to like millions of people, but there's no way you can talk to the person that's making it, right? Like yeah. there's no way you don't have access, right? On YouTube, someone can make a short film, right? And it can be like even a full film, a documentary, whatever it may be, you can make something and make a, make a piece of content. Mm -hmm. And then someone sitting in India, in Pakistan, in China, actually not in China, I don't think they have YouTube but like in Europe can have a conversation with the creator. Like, Hey, I really like this aspect. What did you do here? Boom, boom, boom. 
and then they can have a dialogue there. I think that access is beyond valuable, right? Like that is, as we shift towards, um, right? Like my, my whole thing is like in the future, it's just going to be communities. Brands will all be about communities. Like it's, it's no longer about like your product being amazing. It's no longer about this, that, the other thing is about this community. Can you serve this community in this way? Right. And I think as a creator, this is one way you can engage with your community, get feedback. And it's just a place where people can connect. You know what I mean? And I think YouTube in particular has done a really good job. Of, of course, there are downsides. Like they, they need to do a better job of regulating, mm-hmm. getting rid of those spam accounts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's the downsides too. But that being said, like I think they really, I'm all for comments. I believe, especially when you're starting out, especially when you're like, even even if you're like large scale, I think it's important to engage with the people that are actually listening to your stuff, watching your stuff, talk to them, understand, hey, you know, are you enjoying this? Are you not enjoying this? Get their feedback. One of the things that I had a guest on the podcast last week, and he mentioned that you can use Google Webmaster Tools to see what someone is searching before they came to your website. So if you use Google Webmaster Tools, it allows you to see, okay, Asad Patel, well, you don't see Asad Patel, but you see you had four people that came to your website after searching how to look up comments on YouTube, Mm. right? And then maybe you have an article that answers that question. And so you can see that, hey, people are coming based on this question that they have. But right now in the current state, there's no mechanism to see, hey, did the user get what they're looking for? Right. And so his idea was, why not just add a little survey, one question, little click of a button at the end of it. Did yeah. you get the answer you're looking for? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think comments are like that, where you can take one level of feedback. You're getting feedback that, hey, people are coming to your channel after searching this. People are um, watching this video. They're really liking this video. And then comments allow you to take that next step. Hey, mm-hmm. we made this piece of content. People are enjoying it. it. Is this what you were looking for? You know, you can communicate with your audience and, and really get a deeper understanding and take that next level of serving your customers. I know this was your topic, uh, so I don't know why you handed it off to me. I don't know what you thought was going to happen, but no, I'm going to hand no, it back I mean, to you. It's it's all good. I mean, it's um, in my opinion, obviously we all contribute and I don't want it to seem like, you know, even if it's a topic I bring up that I'm the only one who can talk about it or who should talk about it. I think everybody should get their fair share and you seem pretty passionate about this. So it's all good. Um, so for me, you know, my, my YouTube channel isn't the most popular, you know, I haven't, I haven't scratched a thousand subscribers yet. You know, it's all good. By the way, by the uh, way, while we're on that subject, I think we should mention to the audience, uh, we are both on a race to a thousand subscribers. Okay. Asapai has the head start on me. He's been doing this for longer than I have. and But I'm coming with uh, incredible pace. Uh, we actually had uh, six of your accounts that no, subscribed no, no. to my channel. Three or four. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I think so. I think you're at what, 120 or something like that? I'm at 120. Yeah. yeah, so I'm at 26 right yeah. now. The goal is by the end of the year to get to a thousand. Yeah. And, um, you know, all it really takes is the algorithm picking up one video. Yeah. 
And so you've got to just keep putting in the work. And so if you're listening, the ask is check out our YouTube pages uh, for us advice, the straight path podcast. It's the one with the orange circle and the mic logo. Um, and is blue background or black? There's no, I don't, I don't think there's a background at all. Okay. So um, it's white. No, black background. You're right. Black, black, black. Black. And then my podcast is called the branding deep dive podcast. If you just look up branding deep dive, it should be one of the first results. Um, and the, the theme, the, the logo, the little icon is going to be a thumbprint, a blue thumbprint. So, uh, please check us out. Uh, if you're listening, uh, it'll, it'll help us out in our podcast. We're trying to get to that 1000 mark. Um, not, not for any particular reason, I would say, but I mean, just a friendly competition to see if we can do it. You know what I mean? I don't think we've ever really invested that kind of energy into this. No, not really. And, yeah. And like, for, for example, for me, uh, I'm putting money into it and that's why he's just putting his time and other clips he's had into it. So that's uh, let's let's see how it turns out. I think the, what's the worst case that can happen? Some people will. Learn I mean, some stuff about. I branding. I did push to get to a hundred. I wanted to get to a hundred so I could get my custom URL. That was the main thing for me. Mm. For YouTube, um, it's nice when you advertise it and you have your custom URL, whatever the Straight Path Podcast or whatever you want it to be. I think one thing is, for me, from a branding standpoint, I think internally I still have this. I'm hesitant to reach out to people because I still don't have that external validation. I know if I invite people on, it'll be a good discussion. And I know I can hold the conversation and I know I I can ask the right questions, but I, I think for me, I'm just kind of like thinking about why I feel this way as we're discussing right now is like, I think the the reason why I want to get to a thousand is that then I'll feel more comfortable like inviting people on and asking for their time. Right. Like that's like, Hey, I actually have an audience here that likes this stuff right now. It's like, Hey, I just want to have a conversation with you. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I think it changes the dynamic a little bit. Well, I mean, even now at times, that's how it feels for me. So I yeah. can understand so, that. Well, at the beginning when I used to invite people, it was just like, okay, can you come on? Basically we're having a conversation. It's like, I got five followers on Facebook and three on YouTube. So, you know, we'll make, mm-hmm. we'll make do with eight, <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> the comment section, so I, I've gotten some, you know, obviously I do religious and, you know, obviously we cover Islamic topics. So there have been people come on. And recently I got on one of my videos, which which is quite odd that an Islamophobe actually found one of my videos and he posted a comment. I don't know if it's still on there or if he took it down, but there was a comment he posted on there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was a it was a short it was a I think he took it down. And he was uh, basically attacking the guest I had on. And uh, yeah, he took his comments off. Um, I got multiple comments on these videos. This guy's actually gotten quite famous. His name is Sheikh Osman. And he, they were channels called One Message Foundation. When mm-hmm. I had him on, they had like, uh, I think, 75 or 80,000 subscribers on YouTube. This was like two months ago. They have like 121,000 now. Oh, nice, mashallah. Yeah. So they've, you know, obviously because they do, they do street dawah and they set up a tent in the park. And so they get a lot of, you know, a lot of people to come by and they record it and they let people know we're recording you. And so, you know, they have a lot of interactions with people and they've had a lot of, you know, Christian apologists come by. 
So when they have those debates, these are like two hour long debates that they're just standing and talking. I'm like, I couldn't stand for two hours and debate for two hours, bro. I'd be like, bring me a chair. We're going to sit down. But, you know, these guys are debating. So the comment section is just littered with crap. Obviously, when it's your page, you're going to get a lot of your supporters. But when you go on the opposite, you know, sides page, their supporters are there. And you see that the stuff they're writing and the stuff, you know, you read it. And, you know, for certain people, it may get to you. And honestly, comments, you shouldn't let them get to you. But that's why you see a lot of times on Instagram, famous people, they turn off the comment section on their pictures because of what fans write. It mentally destroys them because a lot of times people don't realize just because you're behind a keyboard doesn't mean the person on the other side of the screen isn't going to feel a certain way. So we have to be a little bit more. I'm not going to say, you know, oh, be completely sympathetic. If somebody is doing something wrong and and you are a public figure or even like us, we're doing a podcast, we are putting stuff out on the public domain. So obviously be conscious that what if it was you on the other end, how would you feel about it? But if it's, you know, something you want to criticize, you know, it's a public domain. That's how I feel sometimes. You know, obviously it's it's tough to digest at times if somebody, if people did start writing whatever they felt, it would be hard to digest. But yeah, it is a public domain. That's the hard part about it. Now, if we went to like, you know, some private groups and, you know, over there we had control over it, then it would be a little bit different. But that's the whole problem is posting in a public domain what people will say. There was a very famous um, actress. She's a Turkish actress. She's, you know, she, uh, she's seen as a very beautiful individual um, looks wise. And uh, she played uh, Halima Sultan in the Artugula. I've never seen the show, but uh, she... She had an Instagram page, and so the Pakistani Awam, um, as is their habit, uh, they started following her on Instagram, and she posted a picture wearing, I guess, a bathing suit or something, and they're like, Astaghfirullah, you're Halima Sultan, you cannot be dressed like this. And so she turned off the comment section because she's like, you know, this is uh, my Instagram page. I can post whatever I want. I'm not bound by what you guys want. So the, like I said, the comment section can be damaging to people, and at the same time, comment section can be encouraging to people. People will come under the comment. Like I showed you, there's some kids, they come under my uh, YouTube page and they comment nice comments. Um, you know, I said, bye. I, I said, uncle, I enjoy your podcast and stuff like that. And although I'm sure they haven't listened to a single episode, it's still encouraging that they subscribe to the channel and they went on a video and they commented, even though it was the first video that came up, but they came and they commented and, and it's encouraging. Um that there's people out there who will support you even though they're five or six, but, you know, just out of support and love. So, you know, the comment section can be good and it can be bad. Um, any, any other thoughts, key takeaways? No, I agree. Um, you have to make sure you don't let it control you, right? Like you need to be in control of that. Um, and understand when someone's crossing the line, you can go ahead and, uh, you know, Delete the comments. Delete Can the you comments. delete comments on YouTube? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. I imagine so, you can ban people too. Yeah, and you can turn comments off too. If you know you're going to post something that might be received not so well, like just turn it off. Like just don't yeah. don't even risk it is, I would, is what I would say. Hey, man, when you don't have too many followers or subscribers, you may risk it, I guess, to get the subscribers or followers. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know, maybe some people might try that. Yeah. All right, anything else? No, that'd be it for me. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.